Adventure. Tonight, Ron Evans takes us on a desperate journey towards death in his story called Fort Abandon. driver can help pace them damn Apaches any old day. Well, they got a ride as mountain ponies. Well, I guess she's right. Look at turns out closer than when we came out of the pack. I was told back in Newton City that the Apaches had settled down. Nobody never knows what they're doing from one day to the next, miss. But you'll see. It'll be okay. The guard's picking them off like sheep in a stall. Well, they don't seem many less to me. Now, you keep your face shut, sonny. I know what I'm talking about. In fact, I'm going to take a few shots at them myself. The trouble is, McCasey's a... It's the guard. He's looking down at us. You hear me down there? Yeah, sure. What is it? You listen, want help? Listen real good. Because there'll be no time for repeating. The camp's up, miss, but there's a band ahead. Drive's going to slow down since you can jump off it. Savvy? Devil's going ahead and the patch is following. Later, we'll come back for you. Okay? You, you're going to abandon us? We ain't been abandoned, lady. But since you are, we're all goners. Now, just do as I tell you, and everything's going to be okay. Now, they're ready now. But, but I... He's right, Miss Pascal. The Apaches won't see us get out, and the coach will be lighter and more likely to outdistance them. Now, how about you, kid? Makes sense to me, mister. Now, you just call me Ace, boy, just like everybody else. Now, get that door open. We're running into the bend right now. I'll go first, and you follow, Miss Pascal. There's nothing to fear. coach slowed between two rocky sentinels and its three passengers clambered out and ran for their lives to the nearest cover, a large clump of sagebrush. In seconds, the coach was out of sight down the trail, following close behind it a 50-strong Apache raiding party. It was a bleak and lonely country, rocks, sagebrush, cactus, and dust, a place where a man can soon die under the searing hot sun. A silence fell on the fugitives, although breathless and thankful for their timely escape from almost certain death at the hands of Chief Darrow's men. Yeah, well, it's safe enough to move about now. They won't come back to look for us. The Apache, I mean. Yeah, not if the coach gets clear away. All the same, I reckon we'd better find better cover, but in sight of the trail. The coach won't risk coming back till nightfall. Hey, you boy, go take a mosey around and see what you can find. Something shady, huh? And high up so's we got a good view. Go look for yourself. I don't take no orders. This ain't no time for making trouble, boy. I just resent being spoken to like that, mister. I'm no servant. Why don't you go look, see for yourself, seeing how you know just what's best. I won't take no chicken from a kid. You know who I am? I don't know. I'm Ace McGraw. You heard of me, son? Can't say I have. Bounty hunter. The best there is. 
He should read the newspapers, boy. <laughs> That's if you can read at all. I think you should both stop bakering. It doesn't help. In a way, the boy's right. You know what's best for us. Yeah, okay, Miss Pascal, I'll do it. But you watch it, Sonny. I don't let no man cross me, either with a gun or his mouth. Now, see, no harm comes to the lady while I'm gone, or I'll blast your hide. Oh, he does come on a bit strong, I must admit. Still, I reckon he's trying to show off a bit. Just you keep your temper, and we'll be all right. I ain't scared of him. What's your name? Betty Wilson. I'm from Tatiga. Oh, I'm Jenny Pascal from San Francisco, and please don't ask me how I came to be out here in this devil's country. I'm on my way to the railhead, and that's all you need to know. Where were you bound? The railhead? Then back? Hmm. Business? You could say that, sure. To repay a long-standing debt, to be exact. Oh, it's hot. Yeah. Sun's going down, though. It'll be dark in a couple of hours. Is that smoke over there? See? Down the trail. Yeah. A whisper smoke. That's bad. Indian signal? It's a coach, I reckon. Signaling, you mean? On fire. The Apaches must have caught up. Oh, no, it can't be. I can't think what else it can be. I reckon we ain't going to see that coach no more, ma'am. But, but that means we're stranded. Miles and miles of nothing all around. Well, there's Fort Abandon over that way. Oh. About 30 miles. It's got a small cavalry garrison here. Yeah, there's a shady place back of them rocks on the other side of the trail. Look at the smoke. Billy reckons it's the coach. Yeah, yeah. I saw it before. I wasn't going to say nothing for a spell, but it can't be anything else. Looks like we'll have to try and make it hot foot to Fort Abandon. The Apaches might come back looking for us. Only if they know we were inside the coach earlier. Don't see how they could. The baggage? Well, the stages often carry unaccompanied baggage, Miss Pascal. Oh. They won't see nothing in that. Now, look. We can hide up for a spell over by them rocks. And then, when the sun goes down, we'll see if we can find what's left of the coach. Maybe we'll find water and some food. As the sun went down, up came a brilliant full moon. So far, the two men and the woman had seen nothing more of the Apache raiding party. They moved out from their hiding place toward the place they had seen the smoke earlier. An hour later, they found the charred remains of the stagecoach and what was left of the driver and the guard. You would uh, better not look, Miss Pascal. I've seen dead men before. Not like this, you ain't. They mean scalp. Yeah, no sight for a lady. You stay over this side. You're going to give them a, a decent burial? Nope, no time. Besides, the ground's near solid. Well, I reckon the Apaches didn't leave much for us. Just a skin of water and a few bullets from a peacemaker. Yeah, some bread wrapped up in a cloth here. We can take a bit of it now. Save it, kid. First, we go and find a safe place to spend the night. There. You see that ridge over yonder? Well, that's as good a place as any. Up there, we can eat our fill and get rested up for the long walk tomorrow. It's better we start walking now in the cool of the night. It's light enough to see our way. We won't get tired as easy as we would walking under the sun. And get lost? I forget it, Sonny. We do as I say. We need a rest. Right, Miss Pascal? Well, I... I wouldn't really know. The sun gets hot in that day. Now, look, will you quit arguing? I'm a lot older than you, and I know this country. Now, come on. Let's get a move on. Yeah. 
Hey, hey Miss Pascal, you awake? Oh, oh. What is it? Come over here. I want to show you something. Huh? Now, come on. I don't want the kid to see or hear us. Oh, no, very well. All right. Now, what is so important that you have to wake me up? <laughs> you don't know? You are. I don't understand. Live today. Tomorrow we could be dead. <laughs> you know what I mean, huh? Take your hand away from me. Oh, I'm just looking for a bit of loving. What's wrong in that, huh? <laughs> You're a gal of the world. You got nothing to lose, huh? I'm warning you. You take your hands off of me. Yeah, there ain't no way I'm gonna do that, honey. Hey, you just do like I say, and it'll all be nice and gentle-like. <laughs> but don't fight me. I'm a man who gets what he wants. You're a man who's gonna get what he deserves. Now, 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 look. What you done? You, you, you've woken the darn kid up. Now, you get back to sleep and mind your own business. You let go of her, McGraw. And go for your gun when you're ready. <laughs> ah, hey, I hope for your sake you're only joshing me, kid. There's no joshing about the itching gun in my holster. When you're ready, McGraw. Why, you crazy kid. Don't you know there ain't a man in the territory can outgun me? Well, Step him, Danny Miller. Remember Danny. What do you know about Danny? He's dead. You left him for dead, sure. But he's crippled. Both legs and an arm shut up. He hates you, my girl. For a good reason. You took him from behind, didn't you? He was wanted. He was innocent and you know it. You killed Jerry Peaks and threw the blame on Danny. Then you got clever trying to kill Danny so he couldn't defend himself. Move to one side, if you please, Miss Pascal. Are you crazy? You can't fight here. I ain't gonna fight no kid anyhow. Not with a gun. You're gonna fight with a gun, McGraw. It was only a matter of time. I was gonna wait till we reached the railhead before calling you out. Now I reckon neither me nor the lady are safe with you around. And you want to know why I've been following you, waiting for the right time for a showdown? You remember Annie Wilson of Chatika City? Killed him, didn't you? He was my paw. You mean the guy who robbed the Santa Fe stage? You robbed the stage and framed my pa when you knew he was out hunting. And when he ran scared, you went after him and shot him dead. Like I'm gonna do to you, boy. Yeah. Now stand back and get ready. <laughs> like I warned you, there's no gun faster than Ace McGraw's. Oh, yeah. Except Danny Miller. And he's a long ways off. Ready when you are. Oh, please, no! Go! Oh, Billy? Billy, are you all right? Okay, Miss Pascal. You saw that, huh? He drew first. How about being fair and square? He's still alive. Not for long. Kid. Kid. Tell me. How? Should I guessed? And Danny knew I was coming gunning for you. He spent six weeks teaching me to slap leather and shoot straight. Twelve hours a day, I worked on it. Just for this moment. Goodbye, my girl. I hope you're gonna enjoy your new home down there. Ace McGraw died quickly. 
And with little failing, Billy and Jenny left the big man's body lying under the bright moonlight. Billy thought it wise to move on in case the gunshots had been heard by the marauding Apache. Dawn found them a little more than ten miles from Fort Abandon, but it was too dangerous to go on. The country was hilly, dry, and huge boulders lay everywhere, as though a giant had at one time chopped down a mountain. Behind any one of them could be lurking an Apache war party. They found a deep hollow which would afford them shade during the day. What's the matter, Billy? Why are you lying with your head against the rocks like that? I'm listening. It's an old engine trick. Hmm? Man can hear movements from far off. And I can. Can what? Hear movement. Horse is not very far away. Indians. It's got to be. Cavalry horses are shot. These ain't. These Indian ponies, for sure. We'll have to move on. Maybe they're looking for us. It's too late, I guess. Look up there. An Apache scout watching us. And there's another over there. Probably dozens more we can't see. They're neatly bottled in and trapped. But no Apache's going to get me alive, Miss Pascal. You neither. One bullet for you, the next for me, okay? No, it isn't okay. See up there? They're coming down for us. Dozens of them. Then shoot yourself. I'll put the gun down. It might still be possible to bluff our way out. No way, Miss Pascal. They got the bloodlust. You can bet they'll have a wing-ding of a party at our expense. Well, what are you going to do, Billy? If you can take it, so will I. Then stand up and smile. Let them see that we're not armed. I don't know what kind of crazy notion this is, but... Okay, lady. I'll follow your lead. From all around them came grim-faced Apache warriors, each armed with a rifle pointing straight at them. Suddenly, at a signal, the Indians rushed them, threw them down, and tightly secured their hands and feet. A few minutes later, they were slung over the backs of ponies and led off. Billy and Jenny were pulled from their mounts and carried into one of the tents, there to be bound to two supporting wooden pillars. Then, they were left alone. So far, no one had spoken to them. Outside began the war dance. Oh, it's creepy. And that noise is beginning to get on my nerves. Yeah, warming up for the party. They get hooch smuggled in from Mexico. You know, whiskey, tequila. Once they get going, they'll be coming for us. Well, only one of them would speak to us. Wouldn't help none. Besides, most of them only speak their own lingo in Spanish. It's because they spend most of their time over the border where they're safe from the U.S. cavalry. Yeah, I wish the cavalry were putting an appearance. <laughs> no much chance of that. This is no small war going on. It's building up to something big. The army will be hard put to keep the fort defended. Well, Billy, at least we're still alive. Sure. But not for much longer, Miss Pascal. I'll bet my boots on that. The day wore on, and still no one came into the tent to see them. Hunger and thirst became a serious problem. And then, toward nightfall, the tent flap opened, and they saw the figure of a man enter. A man impeccably groomed and attired. It is contrary to my better judgment to visit you. But I was curious to see what kind of woman Chief Darrow had caught. Well, go on. Have a good look while you can. And who the hell are you, mister? 
And what are you doing running loose in an Apache village? I am Leon Demain, native of the fair city of Lille. This village is one of my uh, commercial bases. Meaning you sell hooch to the Apaches. All manner of products besides, my friend. Guns, trinkets, cloth, even an excellent line in Spanish leatherware. Have you come to help us? Oh, I'm afraid not, my sherry. The Apache would not take kindly to my interference. I am a neutral. Look, we need water and food. I might perhaps be able to arrange that, but nothing more. Then you will have to meet your uh, fates bravely. You know what they're going to do to us? Are we... But it might be better if I do not tell you. No, I want to know. Well, uh, on three successive days, the Apache have attacked the fort with heavy casualties on both sides, I hear. Tomorrow it will be attacked again by a massive force because Chief Darrow is getting help from the other Apache settlements over the border. The fort will most certainly be stormed and the soldiers put to death. What's that got to do with us? Chief Darrow is a man with many superstitions and a man of little mercy. Tomorrow you will both be tied to crosses within sight of the fort and burned. This, Chief Darrow believes, will strike terror into the hearts of the soldiers and make them fight badly. Burned? Like... like a witch? I said it would have been better to remain in ignorance. No... It is not as bad as I was expecting. It gives us till tomorrow to figure a way out. Oh, there is no way out. The act is strongly guarded outside. If I could leave you a knife, I would, but uh, I was searched before I came inside. Is there no way you can help us? I am sorry. I have my own life to think of. Oh, it is a pity to see such a beautiful woman go to a terrible death. I hope you will be as brave as was our Jean d'Arc. I'm shaking all over with terror. And I'll bet Joan of Arc was just the same the night before they burned her. The night passed with agonizing slowness, and they spoke very little to each other. As dawn came, they were visited for a second time by the Frenchman. But this time he only stood in the tent opening a number of Apache warriors behind him. I have looked in just to say goodbye. Are they going to take us now? In a minute. Be brave. You don't seem to have much choice. Where there is life, there is hope. Goodbye. Oh, hope. That's a laugh. Didn't you see what he did? Hmm? He threw a piece of paper down by my feet. So he did. Can you get it? Oh, I can only touch it with my foot. That must be a message, but I can't see any writing on it. It must have turned over when he flicked it. Mm. He couldn't do much with them Apaches watching. Mm. Can't see nothing written on it, though. It must be on the other side. I can just get my, my soul out of it. Got it! Billy, yes, there's writing on it. It says, Fort Abandoned, Aptly Named... Use it. It don't make sense to me. How can we use the fort when we hogtie like this? It must mean something, Billy. Think. Fort abandoned, aptly named. Yeah. You know, you know, he's saying that the fort's been abandoned. What? Evacuated by the army. Yes, that's what he means. Yeah, so what good's that gonna do us, huh? They'll just kill us some other way. He said, use it. But how can we use an empty fort? We can't. 
Yes. Yes, we can. He's telling us to use the information to advantage. Maybe the Apaches don't know yet. That's why he couldn't tell us openly. Oh, somehow we've got to make the most of it, Billy. I don't see how we can. I do. Yes, it might work. Didn't the Frenchman tell us that Chief Darrow is superstitious? Yeah. I'm going to take advantage of that fact. Minutes later, the prisoners were taken out from the tent and bound to ponies. The small wooden stockaded fort lay a mile away from a high escarpment out on a parched grassy plain. The way was black with advancing Apache warriors, painted ready for the battle they didn't know they had already won. Half a mile in front of the fort gates was a low hill. Two tall wooden stakes pointed skywards awaiting their victims. A party of twenty Apaches, led by Chief Darrow himself, led the prisoners to the hill and there bound them to the stakes. A pile of brushwood was being stacked about their feet when Jenny made her move. Chief Darrow was standing before them, a look of satisfaction on his face. Billy, if Chief Darrow could only speak our tongue... He would know the destruction he is bringing onto his people. I do speak your language, woman. What this talk of destruction? <laughs> this you and your kind who will be destroyed this day. Which speaks the truth, Chief Darrow. Already she's cast a spell. Which spell? One hour following her death, ten thousand blue-coated horse soldiers will come out from the fort and destroy your people and lay waste your land. Be silent, Billy. You tell him too much. Speak, woman. Are you a witch? When the soldiers come, you will know the truth. If have magical powers, why not release yourself and escape? I wanted to be captured, Chief. Did we not walk up to your men with a smile? Our capture was our own doing. You see, I have been sent to judge you, to consider whether you deserve victory... Or defeat. Yes, I have the power to bring you victory, but not if I am to be burned. As I can make thousands of soldiers come out from the fort to destroy you, so also do I have the power to make them disappear. The fort will then be yours. Such magic not possible. Well, release us both and give us horses and safe conduct through Apache territory. Then she'll give you the fort in return. It's a fair bargain. It is bargain, yes. I will take your word of honor, Chief Darrow. Cut us free from these stakes and send some men to the fort. By the time they reach it, my spell would have worked. The soldiers will be gone. My son will take party. When they inside fort, you free to go. I swear on blood of ancestors. I go in my
soon after Chief Darrow's son signaled from inside the fort. Two Apache warriors brought horses for Billy and Jenny. Now free and mounted, they watched with relief the black horde of Apaches racing across the plain to loot and burn the empty fort. And then they turned their faces west for Texas and the new life. High Adventure is produced by Anne Freed and directed by Henry Duffenthal.